G'day and welcome to Bums on the Bench. My name is Jacko. With me is my dear friend Josh. How are you, mate? Hey, how you going, man? Good. Andy's not here. He's in Japan. Japandy. (laughs) 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 Andy is on holidays in Japan. He is currently struggling with being 6'2 in a 5'5 society. (laughs) I know. I think about it. At least Renee won't lose him. Like, he's going to be very easily seen. Yeah, just look for the white giant panicking in the corner of Kabuki. <laughs> just gonna That's say, our mate. He's going to find the chrome dome, which the sun is reflecting <laughs> Yeah, yeah bro. Look <laughs> well, seeing as podcast dad isn't here, yeah. chief editor's not here, man who knows how the technology works isn't here, Yeah, we're going to see what this turns into. I, I reckon this is going to turn into a flaming shit show, if I'd be honest. Like, Maybe a little bit, because you sound good in mine. That's just like panicking and just where the sun's reflecting. There we go. He's a focal point. When Andy washes his face, yeah. do you think there's like a wrinkle that is the line between shampoo and face wash or do you think it's just face wash all the way to the back of the neck? (laughs) (laughs) Have you never thought about this? Every time I see a bald person, I want to know when you wash your face, how high do you go? No, I feel like, you know, because the skin changes, does it? So I was going to say like when, when the hair's there, like it's still, you can see a line, but... I guess when it, over time it kind of just turns more into skin. Hey, if you're bald out there, Chunky Thunder, if you're bald, can you tell us where do you stop washing your face? I, I reckon where it's where you think the hairline is. Like, <laughs> should be. The skin would have to feel different. <laughs> so Andy washes his hair halfway down his back where he thinks the hair should be. <laughs> <laughs> He's all the way down it's to the lower the back. Is. It's where so you think it should be. Do you? Did you watch any sport? This um, is a, a sporting. Journalistic endeavor. I'm yeah. tangled in my microphone cord. Oh god! See, this is all going wrong. Like, I, I, I need to firstly paint the scene where we are actually in my room tonight because since Andy's not here, he can't volunteer his house. Um, We're recording this live from Josh's bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it's pretty comfy. <laughs> it's, it's honestly not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, except there's that giant painting that's always looking at us. Um, I, I, I did watch some games. Um. Did you? I went I went to the game on Friday night at oh, the yeah. stadium. Oh yeah. I didn't finish the game. <laughs> I uh not good. No. Uh, not good at all. It was the Warriors versus the Dragons. It was a very great way to kick off the week. It's a good way to begin last weekend. Yep. Go see best team in the world, St. George, play the best team in New Zealand. New Zealand. And I tell you what, I think we look good for about the first 14 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, horrible, man. Strong start I sh- by the Warriors. Um, yeah, oh, <laughs> honestly, flawless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the scoreline, Joe. But, you know, promising thing for us. We didn't get 50 points on us. You, no, we're we still can, in the competition. Yeah, we could still win. We it's, That's genuinely, on the drive home, I was saying to my girlfriend, she's like, Man, you're not actually that devastated. I was like, no, we didn't get beat by 50. It doesn't matter. She's like, well, we got beat by 48. I was like, no, no. 50 is a special number in this <laughs> sport. It's just, it is the rules. Rabbits had an opportunity last year to break the curse. And they didn't. And they didn't. Which, thank God, seriously. Uh, I guess the thing we've got to talk about with the Dragons this weekend is the thing the whole of the NRL is talking about, which is... Shane Fleming. Will, yeah. Shane Fleming. And, Shane and Fleming. will Ben Hunt stay or will Ben Hunt go? Uh the answer is he's staying because he has a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. We don't want your money. We don't want you to leave. We want you to stay and be miserable. And we're going to work it, talk it out with you. Like, because as you know, 
he didn't get to actually have a chat face to face with these guys right up until Monday. Like, yeah, busy with Origin, um, other concerns. It just was put on the back burner. I think this was that that was the first time they got to sit down and really talk it out. And I'm, I don't, I'm going to assume Flanagan was in these talks. Like he had to have been. It had to be the main between those two instead of just Ben Hunt and the board. Yeah, surely either that or fucking Ryan Carr's there. Someone's oh no, there. I, all of them, I reckon. But like the main one, he's probably addressing is, is going to be the future coach. Um, so you know they, they've talked it out and like the reports have come out. They're going to try and work together. They've shut down the fact that he's going to leave. His dragon's going to retain him. Like, because you you heard all like there was going to be a whole thing around this. It was supposed to be originally him go to the Titans, Broncos first. Broncos first, and then. Then it was Titans, and then it was Canberra. I didn't hear well. about the Canberra bit. Oh, when he was told, like, you're not allowed to talk to other clubs, they were also like, including Canberra. Somehow they were on the list of, like, you're not allowed to talk to the other clubs Canberra's on. It was like, yeah, that's further away from yeah, where cool. you want to go. <laughs> yeah, right, right, um, sweet. Yeah, because, like, I, I, firstly, this, it seems like such a weird formation of how everything was going to occur. Wasn't it like Broncos were going to trade our supplier? Yes. For Ben Hunt. Yep, they were going to retain Ben Hunt until the end of the year, and then he was going to fuck off to Titans, and then they got their player back. Something, something along those lines. And speaking of the Titans, Des. Speaking of the Titans, Mal, Mal's not happy that this whole situation has just exploded. And the first time he found out was roughly the same time everyone else did. This is the first time the mythical person who's in control of Australian sports has ever featured on our show, Mal Meninga. Yeah. Career politician for about 45 seconds. Did you remember his political career? No. In his, I think he went to be mayor of Brisbane. He went to be mayor of somewhere, maybe Townsville. And on his like campaign launch speech, he makes a flub 20 seconds in. And by the 30 second mark, he's already resigned. And just walks off stage. He's like, yeah, so I'd like to announce that I'm going to be mayor of Brisbane and I retire. Thank you. (laughs) Just kind of wandered off. But he's like the Don of NRL. Yeah. Because he's the Australian head coach. Yep. He's high up in like ARL somewhere. High up in the Titans on the board. Yep. Like he's just, he's the Queensland version of Gus Gould. And I've insulted both Gus fans and Mal fans with that comparison. Fantastic. But he's the Queensland version of Gus. Yep. He's annoyed because he thought Justin Holbrook was staying. Yep. Like Justin Holbrook's been fired immediately. Effective immediately. (laughs) Immediately. Hook's eyes lit the fuck up. No one texted him. (laughs) <laughs> Hook hasn't been mentioned once in all of this. Like, <laughs> I just want to bring us back to that point. <laughs> no one's talking about what he's up to. And now, now the Titans have Des Hasler, which is crazy because I couldn't, I never thought I'd see Des leave Manly or New South Wales. Yeah, to be like he has left Manly. Like he, he went to the doggies. Went to the doggies. So the fact that he's now just scooted on up to warm old Queensland, like, I can't blame. Probably got a nice little. Paycheck in the, in the Gold Coast too. Yeah, man, you're living, <laughs> you're living life good. Like See, that's Northern Beaches to Gold Coast. I mean, it's not bad. Hell of a conversation to have with Mrs. Hasler. But like, babe, it's the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> We've got the fita, the meter eater. Oh, dude, no, I think it's going to be sick for him. But the problem is, he's Des's wild card, uh, wild child, wild card. Play style. Oh, the mad genius, yeah. With Manly. And you know he's going to try and bring it up in the cross. How will that cope? Like, how will the current Titans team cope with such a switch up? 
I think it's going to benefit the players that they've been struggling to activate the last couple of years. So you've got Kieran Foran who's there. Mm-hmm. He's played under Des forever. Yep. And he's your playmaker and your 5'8". So in regards to the spine, I think they're going to be sweet because you've got the Fozzer connection right there and he is a pretty damn good half. I think it's going to be better for people like Tino and Fafita who do really, really well just running off yeah, plays. I've got to give it to Manly. They did have such a, like, a fantastic back row, back line offence. Like they... Who, oh, I'm trying to remember that fellow that like who was such a cornerstone for Manly. I just don't remember the team. Um, and like he was in their back line, but it just they had a level of attack out there, especially when they went down on the left. It just showed that I think Des is going to be able to bring at least that offensive play style across. Yep, especially with the talent that they're not unlocking in the team. You've got Tino and Fafita yep. in your second row. That's the two form Queensland second rowers, probably Australian second rowers moving forward. Like, it's going to unlock their potential. Titans is one of those teams, though, that I don't know the team incredibly well. Like, I would say for most New South Wales teams, I could name you their run on 13. Manly, not as much. <laughs> uh, and oh, fuck it, there's more Manly news, bro. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll to get to that. We'll get to that. Just, everywhere we look at this, like, oh, there's gossip over here as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be a net positive for the Gold Coast. Des is weird. If it gets worse, that's not that big of a fall from grace from where they're sitting. If it gets better, it probably will. I maybe, maybe it's Des. <laughs> it's such it's such a fucking roll of the dice though. Like, yeah, mainly yeah. freak. They can have the highest highs or the lowest, lowest lows, lows, but they've experienced it all under Hasler. Do you reckon the Titans are probably going to do any special jerseys? <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Proven. You know what? I'm, I'm not going down <laughs> not this buying path. it. I'll buy it. It's Pride Month after all. One rainbow blew that team apart. Fucking <laughs> sucked in. Sucked in. <laughs> it literally one rainbow. Des lost his job. The team fell into pieces. Man, I guess they really just didn't like Centrum. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Centrum's been like, so we're not sponsoring them now, are we? <laughs> all right. So do we want to stay up in Queensland for now? Or do we want to start scooting back down the coast and stay with Manly? Let's stay with Manly. All right. So we are staying with Manly, but obviously this is going to be involving another team. That's the Tigers. In what has seemed to be one of the biggest fumbles that Tigers have done in quite a recent period of time. And what has been a fantastic pickup for Manly. You, you f- can only feel for Luke Brooks in this situation. Like that man... He's stuck with the Tigers. He's been a one-club hero. <laughs> and it's just gotten him nothing. I, look, I didn't think we would ever live to see the day where there was a Tigers without Luke Brooks. Gen- genuinely. Because it's been 10 years. 10 years at this point, And they've changed executive board, owners, home grounds, multiple coaches, multiple trainers and supporting staff. Their entire lineup, another coach, <laughs> and another coach. But not Brooks. But not Brooks. <laughs> and he's finally had enough. The Tigers are like, no, we're good. <laughs> well, hold on. that That's another alleged. It is. Uh, it's Because is it the Tigers saying we're good, or is it the new recruitment coach, Scott Fulton? 
Right, this is the big drama that's currently happening because Benji's having a tiff with the onboarding coach. Allegedly. Alleged tiff. And which has been denied pretty profusely by Sheens in the conference. However, allegedly there are still a few signs that might say that that might not be the case. I mean, it's... on In regards to Luke Brooks in question, man has had... And I, I'm going to go down the limb and say probably one of the most successful NRL careers of all time. Got picked up by the Tigers, played one good year, got signed to a, like a six-year, $1 million deal, ran the team into the ground, secured his position for years. This man has been paid over a $1 million for nearly 10 years. Tigers start doing a little bit well. He goes, what's the sinking ship going down? Manly, I'm set for another 15 fucking years. Dude's a genius. I've made it very clear that I'm like, you know what? Tigers do need to look elsewhere. Complete change of heart. I think the man is the smartest <laughs> NRL player of all time. He's, he's gone from strength to strength. Because you don't... contract deals. Like, think of all the days you phone it in at work. And all the days I phone in it. And you're, you're listening right now. Think of all the days where you don't have to... You just be lazy at work because only one person's watching you. He's found a way to do it. With 22 million Australians watching him do it and no one's picked up on it. <laughs> He's played us like a fiddle, but you know what, man? Like, I'll give it to him. Maybe, maybe he can finally get a premiership under his belt. Maybe he can finally shine as the player he wants to be known as. Up yeah. until he got injured this year, he'd been pretty good. And <laughs> this is his second best year of football ever. Who knows? Maybe he really... Uh, like, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that said it, but... What if it really just was the team? <laughs> yeah, what, what if all along we're like, oh, shit, you were better than Cooper Cronk for three years. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, if he comes out and has some weird interstellar next like year and manly go on to be very high up, I, I will look back at this time and go, fuck, Tigers suck, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. But then it leaves us with the obvious question of like, okay, then what's actually fucking wrong with those guys? Because we've all blamed it on one dude for 10 years. But here's the thing. You've changed the board. Yep. As you said, you've changed coaches. You've changed the entire lineup. You've done everything imaginable. You just haven't done this. If you do this and it doesn't work, there's just... You know what, We're man? back to 16 teams, I reckon. <laughs> like, honestly, cut the dead fucking weight. <laughs> all of Campbelltown has yep. just stopped listening and probably will come for our heads now. But oh, that's all right. All I can think of is if this pays off for Manly and shoots Tiger in the foot, I also want to mention Schuster in this situation. Because like, he's the current Manly six. Yeah. Also, was, you know, rumoured to be a direct swap with Mr. Brooks himself. So there was interest from Fulton uh, about Mr. Schuster, and it was alleged that. Um, Marshall just wasn't like, and it, it kind of seems like that sort of tick for tack site situation, which is also still plaguing Tigers, where you've got Fulton clearly not interested in Brooks, let him go, taken by Manly. He wanted fucking um, Schuster in return, but allegedly ben Benji's not interested. And so now there is no swap, there is no, you know, 5 8 for Tigers, which I don't think they've filled that spot. They're going to have to find someone for next year now. Um, yeah. Fucking, instead, Manly, like, you know what? No, nah, we'll sign him too. So now he's on, by the way, they, they're saying Manly's budget fucking like bloated as hell. 
Um, this man's on 800k a year to be in the back row. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and I'm Schuster. 800k to be a second rower. Yeah. Back row, let's go. Who would have he's apparently like the third most paid after behind Fafina for Fafina and someone else? He would have to be because he's coming in on a on a five eighths wage. As I, no, I, he's taking a pay cut. Wow. Yeah, to stay. He I remember at the start of this year, because Schuster is traditionally a second rower, he dropped a lot of weight to get fit for the number six jersey, and I don't think it ever quite worked for Manly. Nah, not really. Uh interesting to see what the Tigers are gonna do, because they've got well, now they've got like a million extra dollars in the cap. They're <laughs> still going to play for him. Yeah, well, and that, well, that's a hard thing too. So I guess Adam Dewey's off with an ACL at the moment. He'll be back. So he'll probably st- sit in one of the halves positions. Mm-hmm. Who else are they playing in half? Off Brooks. It's not Jackson Hastings because he went to the Knights. I mean, Brooks still is there to the end of the year. Like he, He's yeah. still in that position. It's just in, from 2024. They're going to have to do some sort of recruitment to get someone in that position now. But, I mean, a million dollars is still pretty lucrative. Yes, very. Like, I just, I don't know who's going to take it. Is there any, like, I can't, I'm terrible at thinking of names and thinking of people off contract as well. God, no, nah, no chance. You got anything? For halves, no, not particularly. I reckon it'll probably be some young kids stepping up into the role because I know we've seen... Last year and this gonna year. They're going to pay him a million dollars per year for 10 years is to be another, like, hard stuck. Well, it worked for halfback. it worked for Luke Brooks. It worked for that guy for the Titans. Is it AJ Brimson or oh, Ashley? Fullback. Ashley Brimson? No, not Ashley no. Brimson. Someone Ashley or Ashley someone. He was their halfback. Came in, had one great year. They were like, we're going to pay you all the money in the world, kid. You're going to be a superstar. And then he's just been injured and out since then. Is that Ponga? Nope, not Ponga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could well be Ponga, yeah. <laughs> there could we well go. Be. Speaking of Ponga, yeah. I reckon he, we might see him in Origin 3. Nah. He's already said no. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to play for Newcastle. Yeah, that's fair. The obvious solution will be um, Selwyn Cobbo's back, so you put Hammer in. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? What do you have in your fucking notebook? Start reading that too. So there's two current suspected... Or, you know, people are like, yeah, it could be these two. Like, obviously, you got Brimson vying for it because the man's come in. He was on, I think he's started on bench for game two. Maybe, but AJ's always in the squad. Um, And so, and then you got Hammer as well. And so, obviously, both of them are going to be vying for this spot. But the question is, which they do they decide it would be more effective? And I think showing from results of origin of how good Hammer was, I'm giving it to Hammer. I'm giving it to Hammer. I'm giving it... I'm Hammer, one, deserves a spot at fullback. Reese Walsh has been fantastic at fullback. There's no denying that, but he's suspended. We will talk about that after this. Okay. He's suspended. So Hammer, I would put in there, because then you have two tall wingers. You've got Coates on one edge, Selwyn Cobbo on the other edge, and you've got your little nuggety fullback in there. It's a very strong and stable back line. He's my pick. Did you... Did you watch all of the second game Origin? Uh, I, no. I, I, I did watch all of it. Oh, I think I think I stopped watching like five minutes ago when I just. It was yeah, when it was like over. okay, it's all over. It it was just miserable to watch. What you what was your takes on the game? Um, 
it's, I was going to sound weird, but I am very excited to see what the all-new look blues lineup for next year will be. <laughs> Gen- but genuinely, like, that's, but that's what I'm thinking, right? Freddie, I think, has played his last. This was being his most controversial year, just with some of the picks and choices that were thrown in there. And yeah, he's just... I mean, people, people are backing him still, but... He's not the worst Blues origin coach of all time. Is he the right coach to go up against someone like Slater? Probably not. God, Billy's just showing that the head that he had in that game is still just as sharp. He's but good. Yeah. Damn, he's good. He, like, he... If he clean sweeps this, what's that, two... Because like, he's won two years in a row. Yeah, he won he, on debut last year. Yep. 2-1. And, like, there's only a select, like, a handful number of people, I think they said, that has ever done this. Yep. Like, he started really well. He If he wants some sort of career, or at least to be the origin coach, you, you, you can't think of looking anywhere else at the moment because the man's got it. Yeah, no, seriously not at all. I did actually, knowing that we probably weren't going to win, I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to watch Queensland and watch them play footy. Instead of just being, like, angry at the Blues for 80 minutes, Yeah, I'm going to watch the Red Jumpers and see what they're up to. Fuck me, they looked good. But they didn't look special. That's what blew my mind. It was just, yeah, that's that's what New South Wales does wrong. So wait, we're going back to last week's comment where we're like, Queensland, a cohesive team, and we're just superstars. Yeah, hundred percent. Or always, always comes back to that. I don't think we'll see Teddy again. Um, I do. You reckon one more? I, I reckon he's at least going to finish this year out, if not one more year. Oh yeah, no, no. Oh, I don't think we'll year? see him in Origin next year. So this is all just in relation to Blues, who we step up. I would say that he, historically, that is still a safe spot for him. He's done everything he needs to do to have earned that position. Where I think we're going to see the end of Teddy is, I think Dylan Edwards has earned it more in the last couple of years than Teddy's done to keep it. Dude, this year, Dylan Edwards, just strength after strength. He has been pretty damn fantastic every which way you look at him. And he just doesn't look like a football player either. He looks like an accountant. I could, I could see yeah, him right? like <laughs> Superman glasses, a tie and everything. Yeah. Looks like fucking H&R Block. No. No, I'm a, I, I like Teddy. He will go down in history as one of like the most successful rep fullbacks we've ever had. And also club fullbacks. Like, man's won a number of premierships at the Roosters. Yeah, that's not put in contention. But yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to see some new blood and life brought into that team. Like it's, it might be time to looking up the hanging up the soccer boots for a rep focusing yep. in the club. Yep. I also, and this will annoy quite a few people out there. I've never thought Teddy has been a good, and I use quotation marks, good captain of this of the side. And it the this year with the Roosters, just seeing like how bashed up they are on the field. Looks like, and it's the same thing I'll say about Ben Hunt. You might be a pretty damn good captain, but you also, there's that look of defeatism on the field. It just doesn't quite look there. Like the Blues, all they needed was some dude to stand right at the front and go, righto dipshits, this is what we're doing, we're going this way. And that didn't seem to happen. So the captain had the captain become the moral pillar stone for everyone to base their entire faith off, and instead he crumbled. And so the whole team went with yeah, yeah, and I don't think he did anything to take away from the Blues, but I don't, I didn't see. I mean, fucking, let, let, let's just uh, not forget the whole start of the first origin, of the second origin, losing Tommy real quick. 
Oh, that, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. That, we said... Wow. I mean, we said from the start I wouldn't have picked him. I don't think you would have picked him. No. I don't think Andy would. I think Andy said if he was fit, allegedly he was unfit heading into this game, which I don't know if that's true or not. If it's true, well, then evidently so because he got injured first fucking run. Yeah, but was it a peck injury they were saying he peck. had? Yeah, when, but like going into it. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I remember the article talking about they're like injured at training a little bit, decided to still play, and then it just completely tore. Yep, so he's out. Season? Yeah, rest of the year. And scarily enough for Tommy, maybe for good. Like, this is a dude who's done both knees, both shoulders, now a peck. He's just hammies. Based for injury. Yep. Yeah, yeah. His body, like... You don't just want to study it to understand what what's going wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think it, like we're not doctors. I I would say somewhere along the lines of just that amount of like lean muscle on his elongated frame is clearly pulling some pretty serious strain when he's at full motion. Then on top of that, you're playing a full contact sport. Yeah, but like that's the thing. You you see, I know every player gets injured, but it's an uncanny amount of injuries at this point. It is not, like, it's not sustained injuries, especially, you know, you find uh, ACLs. Yep. Happens, happens again. And yep. it's a repeated injury. Um, that, That's where you get, like, you know, a lot of those weak stuff. But with him, as you're saying, it's multiple parts. <laughs> it's every bit has broken at one point, yeah. It's, it's like it's not meant to be doing what it's doing. And it's just, when it is, though, it is some magnificence you've never seen. Yeah, he's an inc- when he's fit and in form, devastating. But, but it's been three years since he's been fit and in form. Is this a weird sign of like? Because it, it's not just him. There, you look at some of these greats that, or like the ones, the ones that hailed as prodigies, and then injury has just roped them into mediocrity of not being renowned as just in best. It's not look. He's injured again. Yes, you see it. You see it pretty damn regularly. I can't remember the kid's name, but someone debuted the other day for the Dolphins at the age of 27. Debuted because he'd been in the NRL from the age of 18, had never been fit enough to take the field, finally got his debut. But, you know, cool story. But, like, 26 years is when people are doing their second club transfer for their last club to wrap up by the age of 30. Like, it's pretty crazy. For Tommy, I hope, that medical advice himself, they all kind of go, you know what, man? We're going to pull the plug. We're not going to watch you. Because this person has 60 more years of their life to live after this sport to be not only productive members of society working and a lot of ex-footy players end up in manual-ish labour. He's also got to raise kids in that body. He's also got to meet his grandchildren in that body. There's a lot of life left for that body to go through I hope he and his doctors sit down and they just do the tap on the shoulder and be like, you know what, man? This is going to hurt you for the next five years. But when you're walking at 75 years old, you'll remember this conversation when we said no. Money's not an issue. Guy's got an incredible footy brain. Any club will take him on as a coach. I just, as you said, too much, too often. Let the man go. But then, like I was saying, would this now start a pattern? Because it's showing in these some of these prodigies where... Their bodies are always defining more into being pure NRL. Like we're going earlier and earlier, you're getting fitness levels, you're getting like measured 
um, proper physicians and physiotherapists looking and dividing, like devising training plans for, especially the juniors. Yes. Now, with this rate, uh, wave of new prodigies coming through, and like I know, I know I'm picking on examples, but like the two biggest, are the best, Ponga and Turbo. Yep. Like almost more of their career at lately, uh, definitely in the last years, has been spent off the field than it is on. Yep. And if that's going to happen with these players and we're going to get other prodigies coming through where their bodies are also going to be designed the same way and getting leaner, fitter, more muscly, and it's just going to get more and more intense, I think will they crumble. Yes, they will. They're, and we can only, I think, look at what other big sporting nations are doing with their systems to find the right way forward. So as for NRL in particular and our other sports, because they're all but NRL and AFL are our biggest, we either make the decision that we go, okay, there needs to be age limits. We need to put in some like almost like a curriculum to allow people to be like, no, even though you've got all the talent in the world, you're not allowed to play upper grade. You need to, yep, no, you're not allowed to partake in these higher level adult body contacting things until you've reached those markets. So that's one way you could do it. Is that going to happen? Absolutely not. Because that's how it's currently supposed to be. You're only supposed to start people when they're ready, but Dylan Edwards played the grand final with a broken foot. Because when you need your team, you need their... The only other option is you look at what the US and the UK are doing with their premier sports. So that is the English Premier League, the NFL, NBA, and NHL over there. And they're essentially, from the the age they pick their sport, involved in the professional sports institution. So if you're a kid and you go to university college over there to play football, you are in their system there. So not only are you being viewed by all these medical professionals, it's far more in-depth than what we do. Food is prepared for you. So the nutrition is 100% supplying the body exactly what it needs. We have nutritionists work with our athletes here, but not when they're 17 years old. You don't have the Dragons trainers training you at 17 years old. You'll meet them, you'll see them, they'll come to a couple of your games, but they're not showing up with, here is your food for the week, you will eat all of this. They're not picking you up in a car, taking you to your sauna. You're expected to do a lot of the remedial and the healing and the training aspect solo under guidance, where in the US, you are pretty much put in a box and controlled. So that's another way to do it. But then like, you know, that's, as you're saying that that's systemic. That's an entire overhaul. That's a yeah. The education system is based on it. A complete influx of money that I don't think they're ever going to get. Exactly. But then, yeah, you, you leave kind of the NRL a little bit of limbo. Of if you don't do things now, your players are going to run such a higher risk of being injured, especially in the future. Yep. It'll it'll be bad to see. It'll be bad for the sport if they don't handle this effectively. It's weird now too. Because we're the age of the average football player. Mid to late 20s. We're sitting there now, right? So when we were younger, looking at this as like 19, 20-year-olds, couldn't care less. Play footy what now? Now when we're watching people, like we've what we saw one of our mates get injured recently in a work accident, and we're like, damn, that really affected that dude for like seven or eight months. I think at this age when we're starting to look at it, we go, you know, we have an understanding of our own mortality. And then you're watching athletes out there being like, dude, if I did my leg like that, that's it. It's over for me. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Those tackles, especially like when you watch their foot, like oh, dude. the 
hyperflex. Like yep. Yeah, like flex under itself and then the leg yep. come on top of it. Oh, and that is not a position that a player should be in. No, <laughs> some of those positions they're in are banned in mixed martial arts because it's too dangerous. <laughs> and that's a sport where you win by causing the other person to go to sleep. <laughs> like, And they're even like, yeah, no, we don't do that. That's going to get someone hurt. It's a brutal sport. It was like this time when we went to the footy and we were like, oh, who do you reckon you could take a hit off? And we, were, we all felt pretty confident up to about maybe a second rower. We watched the two wingers tackle each other. It was like, nah, none. Zero. Yeah, no, there is not a single person on any team I would like to take a tackle from. I could, I would be hurt by any of them. Oh, you know what? Matt Dufty. Because he wouldn't touch me. <laughs> Matt Dufty. I'd run through yeah, Matt Dufty. Found the one. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> Matt Dufty. Um, <laughs> all right. So we said we'll go back to it, but we haven't talked about it yet. Because um, we were talking about Origin, absolutely deviated. Queensland have taken a massive hit. They've lost Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh, the the people's champion, the bad boy of NRL. Uh, I that first of all, best ending to an Origin I've seen in a long time. Thirty seconds ago, boys are on. Stop headlights. Couple of headbutts in there. Some highlights from that little melee is Josh Adokar. You watch his head pop over the shoulder, swing a punch. Missed, missed completely, ball. hit him in the trap, yep. <laughs> binned. You see Crichton just decide, you know what? Nah, it's headbutt time. Yep. Just repeatedly started headbutting Reese Walsh. Was it Crichton or Luai? I thought it was Crichton. It might have been Crichton. Um, and Because then, then Reese Walsh headbutted him. Unless it was, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was Luai. But it was one of the two. It was, it was, one, it was one of the headgear ones that wasn't Toto. Yeah. <laughs> we know it wasn't Toto. He can't reach Reese Walsh's head. Um, yeah, so then what does Reese Walsh do? He decides, might as well headbutt back then. Headbutt back. Dude, here's how good of a headbutt was. It made my dad post about it on Facebook. And I love 10 for Walsh. And then I'm pretty sure it was great because he got sent off. Walsh got sent? No, no. What? No, Walsh got 10. Walsh got 10? Whoever from New South Wales, who I still think might be crying, got sent. No, he got binned as well. No, no, no. Look. Look it up. Or was it... A New South Wales player got sent. No, one got sent, one got binned. Was Adokar sent or binned? Oh, man. Because that's what I think. I think it was the headbutts were being sent for 10. I think the punch was sent off. I will look it up. It was good to finally see Josh Adokar get into the game, though. I just swing in a face. (laughs) (laughs) The first we saw him on game, I'm like, oh, Josh is here. Wham! He's like, all right, get off. Wham! Let's go, babe. Uh, I was Luai. My bad. Um, bu- bu- I don't bu- think we'll bu- see Luai again either. <laughs> just quietly, mate. <laughs> yeah, just they. I like Blues clearly reached their tipping point. They just had enough. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, there was some scenes, bro. And then they're like, "All right, we got to do one more play." So they do one more play. The, my dad posted on Facebook. He goes, "Oh, should Reese Walsh be allowed on the field to celebrate?" I thought he was sent off. It's like, yeah, man, game's over. <laughs> You're allowed back on to celebrate. Yeah, at this point, fuck it. And also. That's oh. what we like. We okay. like that in footy. So, Reese Walsh sent off, Luai sent off. There we go. And then 10 in the bin for Josh. Yeah, yeah. For the Even bin. though there was 35 seconds to go at this point. Yo, I love to see it. <laughs> Just, um, but also, news from today. Okay. Um, And it, it's a little bit to do with sports, a little bit of morality, a mo- little bit of like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, Now, you've heard a little bit about the response about online gambling within Australia and how it, it, it's a plague. Within yes. Australia. Like, it, we're, we're, we're the worst. We are, and New South Wales 
is the highest gambling population on the planet per We're capita. Losing $25 billion per year. Gambling's fucked. Like, yep. it is not good over here. Yep. So, there was a parliamentary committee today made up of, you know, crossbenchers, liberals, labors, everyone, um, who are trying to remove a lot of the ads. Like, you know, you can't do a lot of ads, especially because I know they've done changes, you know, uh, during game, you can't really show it now. Yep. Um, there has to be the disclaimer at the end. Yep. So they're, they're, but they want to go further. Um, like, get rid of inducements, like multis, bonus bets, early cash outs. They don't want to have advertising, like, before or after or during. Like, they want to kind of keep it a bit more reined in because it has just become worse and worse over time. Now, obviously, there has been response, and this is purely my opinion, uh, but I am quite disgusted, firstly, with, I mean, you'd only expect the gambling industry. Like, nah, we don't do this shit. We're, we're going <laughs> to reject yeah. this. Uh, they, they went, no. But NRL and AFL responded because... They make money when people make bets in their games. Yeah, yeah. Well, most of the stadiums are named after gambling. Sports points bets stadium or something like that. Yep. yep. Blue so bet. Instead, the firstly, the lobby industry, um, they've asked for caps instead, uh, proven to be ineffective because last time this took place in 2017, they just bought up more time slots instead and just overtook it and it actually got worse. Yep. So back to the AFNRL. Um, they're, they're, they're opposed to it. Like, both of them are saying, no, we make money off this. We, we want this to be good. But then AFL went a little bit further. And they tried to justify it. Oh, that's interesting. Because normally AFL is cleaner than the NRL. They said it, you know, it actually goes back to the community. It's not for profit. It doesn't matter about the gambling money because we use it for good things. Not, not that it's gambling adamantly actually just wrong. It continuously dehouses people. There's... Horrible addictions and everything like that. But no, no, no. It's cool. It goes back to the community. It is It is one of those arguments how it's placating for people who don't give a shit. And that's all it is. It's, it is lip service to the people out there who go, who, the very standard attitude of, like, not my sink, not my dishes. It's not affecting me. So we shouldn't, it, it, nothing, I shouldn't have to do any part of this conversation. We're a sports show. We might be one of the only sports shows that doesn't talk about gambling. We've brought it up as jokes a few times, but a lot of the guys out there who produce content like us are either directly involved with sponsorship details from some of the big bettors or openly talk about the bets they're placing on and becomes part of their show's community. You know, sports fans, gamble fans, it goes hand in hand. But it also shouldn't. Like, it really, it really shouldn't. We... We've been here for a while now, so we watched beer ads used to be real big back in the day. They don't exist anymore because it was glorifying alcohol. It's still around. Don't get me wrong. It is still a thing, especially with Forex and BB. Yes, they're still there. It's gone from the big days of, you know, having like scantily clad women and the dude in the drum set advertising pure blonde, the Carlton, the Tui's cup. Yep, the Tui's cup, uh, all those things. So like it's been taken out of big, like largest sponsorship visible areas. Then we saw it with, before that was cigarettes and nicotine use. And then we've just seen it again now with vapes and how our country modulates those. Yeah, it's definitely time for gambling. Yep. I'm so waiting for it. I would like to just say, I, I don't know about you guys, but I on this show will openly be negative towards gambling every single time. And I'd like to tell every viewer 
every listener, I don't care if you do it or not, just don't do it, man. It's a fucking waste. And yeah, it's yeah, we don't, and we're not, we're not sitting here as like ethically clean people being like, no, we're holy ads. We're just like, no, be a fucking degenerate. Just don't give your money to sports bet. No, <laughs> like, it's just getting worse. They're more and more predatory. They're just showing their practices is not out to help you. It is to take your money. Yep. Be, be wise. Like for people, I myself used to have a gambling problem. Yep, a lot of our friendship group did, man. I think. Out of our whole friendship group, I was the only one to snake through, and that's because I just don't gamble on principle. It's never been an ethical thing. It's just never interested me. I don't even do fucking scratchies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. But yeah, I, I were we expecting any other responses from the money people? No, no. of course not. We you always expect sports, especially not to name them specifically, but the sporting industry to come out and say, "No, nah, that's not true." Like. They, they want their money taken away from. Like, obviously, it's not business sense, but man, grow a fucking backbone. Have some morals. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like it's just there's kids, man. Yep. Stop. And gambling should be allowed. It just shouldn't be advertised everywhere you look. Yeah. Like, like I can't. You, you can make your own choices in life, but don't don't try and influence other people with non-stop yeah. flashy. And you know what, man? I'm sorry. Racist as hell. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <That's laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah. Yikes. It blows um, my mind how you can go to university for four years and still make ads that shit. I people with degrees make this shit. You know what the best <laughs> part is, man? Like if you watch footy, you know what recent ad we're talking about. I am not gonna name it. You know the exact one where you go. Ooh. <laughs> I still think the best NRL ooh moment of all time happened two years ago. Yeah. Do you remember this? It was all of us. We were in this house watching Indigenous Round on the TV. Yeah. Watching the Rabbits play the Storm. Oh, no. Yeah, I do remember this. What did Vossi say? Oh, well, sorry. Let me rephrase that. What did Vossi scream into the microphone? Mm. He's gone. He's gone. He's bounding through the rabbit proof fence. <laughs> And we all sat there in silence for 30 seconds. And then you go, let's see what the internet has to say about this. <laughs> we, go, we went on to the NRL subreddit and the very first post went, hey, Voss, that was a bit how you going, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, it a oh, bit how you going. <laughs> NRL's just how you going. Let's be honest. 2023. What fun. What just Let's shake things up a little bit. Oh, yeah. But like, you know. Let's let's see what twenty twenty four spiciness has to bring for us. I think, I, I've I, I've talked myself out for one night thinking about how spicy. <laughs> yeah, it's just been nothing but news. Like, let's be honest, we've been going for forty five minutes. Forty five minutes without Andy. Without Andy, we've had nothing but things to talk. We have like we deviate a little bit during the but we've had nothing but things to talk about. It is just been crazy lately. Yeah, and then we're doing good at the cricket too. Oh yeah, we won. <laughs> have we won? Uh, did we win the Ashes, or no, have we won, no, no, we won the, the second match? The first test. Uh, the second one hasn't even started yet. Oh right, I, I don't think it starts till July. Um, yeah, women's did too. Like they fucking killed it as well. Like we're starting really strong in cricket, and then there was oh wait, did it already start? Oh no, it's already started because there was the activist. Did you hear about this lad? No, he got taken off the field. He I love sports activism. I love it. There's so many dumb shit stories. They fucking, some people tried to glue themselves to the racetrack at a Formula One race last year. Oh, how'd that work out for them? Yeah, they were on the wrong part of the track, wasn't in use. <laughs> but it was still fucking heaps dangerous. Um, Bairstow, that's his name. He's the wicketkeeper, Johnny Bairstow. 
So some dude was coming along, you know, gas going everywhere, like just being a fucking nuisance. And Sebastian goes off and just grabs him, takes him off the field. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yep. Probably should have done it. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, they, you're, because it's weird, right? Things are allowed on a sports field that are against the law when it's only players and referees. Yep. The second it is a non-official person on the field, the laws of the land are in place. Once you touch him, that's assault. You can get in a lot of trouble. Because remember when Andrew Simons fucking demolished the streaker? Shoulder charged him? You're in a bit of trouble for that. <laughs> I, I, I've another thing where it says three protesters were, aggra- uh, were arrested for aggregated trespassing. But one didn't make it onto the field. 69-year-old woman. Bless her soul. <laughs> Brushed. Even at her age, she's still going for it. Bless her soul. Bless her soul. But yeah, like, I, I, I get activism. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, the best way to warrant response is do when you inconvenience people, especially in times where they're trying to relax. Like, it, it literally, we people get are it. getting annoyed about it is we get the it. definition of why it's working. But man, come on, leave the cricket alone. I leave, like the cricket. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. If you want to be an activist, do what they did in fucking England when they glued themselves to the politicians' fucking lounge room windows. Yeah. Like, that was good. Annoy the people who are actually in charge of shit. <laughs> like, stop annoying other poor people like us. Well, I'm just trying to get fucking home. I hate that the planet's burning too. I'm not in charge of fucking oil in this country. I'm on your side, but now you are blocking my way home. But I, I just want to point out, you are the you are the exact type of person they're trying to get because by repeatedly annoying you, then you're going to start yeah, yeah, the true. politician instead. It's it's true. Like, what they're doing is the most effective. It is effective. It is. I, it does work because I took two bricks to the fucking climate protest the <laughs> other two years ago. I probably shouldn't say this, but no, I don't think you should. Oh, I didn't use them. Oh, I just I took them. I had them in a backpack. Oh, my coworker made me go. He goes, "Hey, there's that uh, there's a, uh, extinction Earth. Remember when those were all happening around the world? Yeah, a couple of years ago, pre-COVID. Remember those times?" You just fucking breathe on strangers and it was fine. <laughs> not allowed to do that shit no more. But he's like, hey, do you want to get out of the office a few hours? They're doing a fucking protest in the middle of Wollongong. I was like, absolutely, bro. Let me just get my backpack. He goes, what do you need your backpack for? I was like, don't worry. I feel safe when I have it on me. Took the backpack, went to the out the back of the office, found a brick, broke that in half, put the two half things and a water bottle. <laughs> went to the... It sucked, by the way. Oh, yeah. Do Were you there? No, but I know what Wollongong's like. Bro, they found fucking Baby's first protest and handed him a mic because he was there. He's like, oh, thanks, everyone, for coming. And what do you reckon about that environment? I'm just like, fucking, these bricks are burning a hole in my back pocket right at this point. I'm like, I'm like, this better kick the fuck off. <laughs> and he goes, I go, Steve, bro, if this kicks off, what do you think? He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I was like, no, you're not. I've got your present. Open my bag, two bricks. He goes, why the hell do you have two bricks? I was like, bro. If this kicks off, I'm that dude in the in the photo on the paper smashing the car with the flames behind me. Like, I ain't being the dude in the background of the photo looking scared. <laughs> There's no way now. I'm not starting shit. If anyone else does, we in. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he made me leave the climate protest. That's fair. <laughs> Once again, start, smart man Stephen looking out for the best. Oh, bro, 100%. <laughs> he would have started something. Yeah. Allegedly. Tell you what, not a lot of deodorant wanted an environmental protest. I'll tell you that fucking much. Shit stank. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I, I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, it I does, bro. Not expect it deodorant to be there. <laughs> aerosols are bad. <laughs> okay, but are they actually? Yeah, just use roll off. Just are they that bad? Like seriously, fuck the turtles. I want a straw. <laughs> and that's a joke, by the way. I, I'm happy with a plastic band. <laughs> 
But honestly, you ever seen Turtle in the Wild? I've never seen Turtle in the Wild. I've seen Turtle in the Wild. Tell what I have seen. Fucking mushed up in the bottom of my McDonald's cup three times a week because I'm a lazy dude who always gets Maccas. Not turtles. No. Mushy paper straw. (laughs) (laughs) You've never seen a turtle? Not in the wild. Huh. Not like... I've seen them. I've seen turtles. I've seen them with my own eyes. I mean in the wild. Like, you've never just... Picked a turtle up that was like walking across. Oh, the actually, road. that's a lie. I've done that. Yeah, I did that at my brother's house like a couple of weeks ago. It was a tortoise, though. No, it wasn't. Tortoise have feet. Turtles have feet. I thought turtles had flippers. It's still feet. Right. Well, I just want a fucking straw man. I don't think that's too hard to <laughs> ask for. <laughs> like, man, listen, Mister Adamborough. <laughs> All right. All right. We we very much deviated off the topic here. I think before we start talking about turtles, we might wrap it up for the night. What do you reckon, Mr. Jack? Yeah, I'm okay with that. We've got some fucking Googling to do after this episode. Uh, oh, let's see if I can remember everything Andy told me. We have social media. No way. Where Please read uh, Online? Yeah, but what's out? Oh, right. Gotcha. What are um, we, on? we are at Bums on the Bench yep. on Twitter. Maybe Discord. Definitely Facebook. YouTube. Instagram. Instagram. Maybe try to watch out. YouTube shit. We've we've started uploading it. Like if you if you like YouTube, you got YouTube Red. Let me tell ya, we're the place to be these you days. You are so old, bro. YouTube Red hasn't existed for like ten years. It's YouTube Premium. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I pay for it. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.